He's got a big binder he calls the Book of Rules that sits on a table in the foreman's house, Joe said to Daisy. I've seen it, and it's thick. He expects every one of his ranch managers to memorize it, and he has tabs for every conceivable circumstance and how they're supposed to deal with it. He's got tabs on trespassing and road improvement and cattle management and fifty or so other tabs on everything he can think of. If the ranch manager makes a decision that isn't covered in the book of rules, that manager doesn't stay around very long. There's a tab on stray dogs. They're to be shot on sight so they don't run his cattle. So keep your head down, especially if Dietrich is around, Joe said. He's just plain mean. Joe had met Dietrich two times over the years, and both encounters were unpleasant. The old man was in his late seventies and appeared shorter than he actually was because his back was stooped and his shoulders slumped forward. Because of the deformity, his head was always down, and when he looked up his eyes appeared menacing. His voice was a low, soft growl, and he didn't waste words. He had no time or respect for local officials, state game wardens, or incompetent ranch foremen. Joe had heard that Dietrich had amassed his fortune by negotiating cutthroat deals with urban governments for waste management services. There were thousands of distinctive red and yellow Dietrich waste management trucks throughout the inner cities of the Rust Belt and the northeastern states. He'd taken on local political machines and organized crime families to secure long-term contracts. Then, like so many extremely wealthy men in America, he had looked around for a safe haven for his cash and opted to sink some of it in real estate and had chosen to buy massive ranches in the West, including this one in Wyoming. The Crazy Z Bar, with tens of thousands of acres of mountainous terrain, pasture land, sagebrush flats, and fifteen premium miles of the Twelve Sleep River snaking through it. The purchase price, Joe had heard, was $22.5 million. The first time Joe met Dietrich was when the then foreman of the ranch, under orders from the owner, had strung barbed wire across the river to stop the passage of local fishing guides and recreational floaters. Joe had explained that state law allowed access to all navigable waters, that the land itself was private, even the river bottom itself, but the water was public. As long as the boaters didn't anchor or step out of their boat, they could legally cross the ranch. Dietrich exploded and ordered his then foreman to beat up Joe right there and then. The foreman refused and was fired. Joe filed charges against Dietrich for threatening him, but dropped them when Dietrich agreed to remove his barbed wire fence. The second time, just two months ago, Joe was at a hearing before the Game and Fish Commission on a plan Dietrich proposed to convert 2,000 acres of his ranch into a wild game hunting operation. Dietrich's idea was to import water buffalo, gazelles, kudu, black buck, and scimitar-horned oryx from Africa to be hunted by his friends. Since Joe was the local game warden, he was asked to testify, 
and he testified against the plan. Exotic non-native species were a threat to the antelope, deer, and elk populations, he had said, and there was no way for Dietrich to guarantee the animals would never escape or pass along diseases that could decimate local wildlife. Dietrich appeared briefly at the hearing and extended a crooked finger at Joe and called him a no-account tin-horn jack-booted thug. Joe said, I've never been called that before. Because the atmosphere in the hearing room was so poisonous, the commission chose to take the decision under advisement and issue a ruling at a future date. That date had arrived. They'd voted no. And Joe was tasked with delivering the verdict to the new ranch manager of the Crazy Z Bar, the Dietrich employee who had drafted and presented the proposal.